Hello everybody, it's Pastor Chip. I hope you're doing well. Um, we got kind of a unique podcast today. I think I'm going to include, uh, try to work in two things that's happened recently. And, um, you know, it's, you see the title of this, it's the Two-Way Mirror. And uh, my buddy Norman brought this up. Y'all know Norman? You remember Norman on Cheers who sat at the end of the bar? Kind of he- heavy set, jovial guy, always making the jokes. Well, this isn't him. This is my friend Norman. We were in the military together. But um, he was talking today about this situation with Lazarus and the rich man. If you and uh, you know, people from people from in hell can see what's going on. They can see the world. They can see what they've left behind. They can see the mistakes that they've made or their children or whoever has made, it would appear. And this is part of their torment. You know, hell is gnashing and weeping and gnashing of the teeth and weeping and torment forever. And heaven is a place of paradise. And apparently part of the torment for hell is to be able to see the paradise that you passed up on. Or that, you know, the the unbeliever passed up on. But the people in hell, I mean in heaven, I'm sorry, they they don't look into hell because they're in paradise. They're shielded from the misery, the hell, the punishment. So it's kind of like a two-way mirror. So how do I come to this conclusion? Well, let me read to you about Lazarus. It says, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. So clothed in purple, that was a sign of royalty back in the day. Fine linen. He, he had everything. He was rich. He had lived in a palace and he had everything. Uh, But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. Now, do you see the difference? He said he was buried. But the beggar died and was carried by the angels to Abraham's bosom. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, it, and being in torments in Hades, which is hell, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham... Have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. Now, you see, he is tormented. He is burning in hell. And he just said, dip his finger and touch his tongue, 
dip his finger in water. That, that small amount of water would make just his tongue. You know, I mean, he's asking for a little mercy. Just a little mercy, Lord. But the funny thing is, Lazarus sat at the rich man's gate just wanting crumbs, and he never got any. You see? But Abraham said, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received your good things, and likewise, Lazarus, evil things. You know, the rich man was rich. He had. He didn't need. He, and he didn't even give any crumbs to Lazarus. That's what Abraham's saying. And Lazarus suffered. Lazarus was the brunt of the evil and the jokes and whatever. He says, but now he is comforted and you are tormented. Besides all this, between us and you there is a great fixed, a great gulf fixed, so that those who want to pass from here to you cannot, nor can those from there pass to us. Then he said, I beg you therefore, Father, that you would send him to my father's house. For I have five brothers that he may testify to them, lest they also come to this place of torment. And Abraham said to him, They have the Moses and the prophets. Let them hear. That's the Old Testament law the mo the, that he's talking about. They had all the prophets. They had Moses. They have all that stuff. And the people aren't listening. But he says, Let them hear. And he said, No, Father Abraham. But if one goes to them... From the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rise from the dead. What Abraham said was, you know, essentially the same thing for that guy. He had Moses and the prophets. He had the Old Testament with him. He lived it. He was a rich man. He had the chance to listen and believe, repent, and he didn't do it. And you know, people that have, like Jesus today, you've had Jesus. If you don't have Jesus, if you, don't, if you can't take Jesus now and what he's done, there's nothing else that's going to save you. <clears throat> but, to tie this into another thing that's going on, as Connie said earlier, <coughs> I got an email from overseas, from from um, Nigeria, from a man asking for Bibles, large print Bibles. Now, okay, so if somebody hits you up and solicits you from foreign countries, First red flag is usually they don't identify themselves as being from a foreign country. And the second red flag is they're usually asking for money or, or that you've inherited the riches from the prince of Nigeria or whatever. And um, the thing that gets me about this that kind of speaks of genuineness is he's asking for Bibles. Not only is he asking for Bibles, he's asking for large print Bibles. And he's asking for a couple of study Bibles. 
So now it leads me to believe that the guy's legitimate because he's trying to get Bibles for people to read, the older people to read that can't see well, and a study Bible to teach. So to put this in perspective with Lazarus, the rich man had the ability and didn't do anything. And Lazarus sat at the gate begging on crumbs, begging for crumbs to survive. Isn't this the same situation? We're the, third, we're the richest country in the world. And a guy from a third world country, the poor man, the Lazarus, he's begging for crumbs. He's saying, hey, just send us a few Bibles that we can have, that we can study. Is this not the same thing? I mean, and what if we choose not to do anything about it? What if we have the ability to do good for somebody, be it here or be it in Nigeria? No matter where they are, the Bible tells us that we are to share the gospel, were to take it to four corners of the earth. What do we do if we don't take the opportunity to share when we have it? You know, um, what if this passes us up and What happens in in the future when when we die and we go to heaven and God says to us, you remember that email you got? You remember that guy in Nigeria? You know, because you didn't send Bibles, the Muslims came in that area and converted everybody to Islam and We lost the whole village. Or he could say, you remember that email you got from Pastor David? Well, because you sent the Bibles, we were able to push back against the spread of Islam in that area and Christianity gained a foothold in that area. The thing is, the two-way mirror you know, look at it in a deeper aspect. The guy from hell, whoever your family member or whatever, they're sitting there cooking. And they can look across and see you and your family and whoever in heaven. And they can see all that they missed. But you're in heaven. And you're looking at that two-way mirror. They see you looking around having fun. But maybe... 
just maybe you're looking into that mirror and the reflection that you see is yourself and you're thinking, man, if I had it done more while I was on earth to share the gospel with my friends and my family, maybe... Maybe I wouldn't be here in heaven alone. Maybe my family and my friends would be here with me. I wonder if I'm the cause of them going to hell because I wasn't bold enough to share the gospel. Kind of deep, isn't it? Well, you know, I'm going to be doing a Bible drive, I guess. I guess we got to figure out how we can get a bunch of Bibles to Nigeria. But you know... Might as well do it while I can because don't want to be sitting here asking for a little cool sip of water, do I? And I don't want to be, I don't want to be complicit in somebody's lack of Biblical education. Hmm. Well, that's food for thought, isn't it? Think about that Lazarus story. Think about that two-way mirror. Think about your friends. And this Christmas, while you're living it up, and wherever you are, and if you're living it up, and eating well, think about the people in these in these countries that have to walk several miles just to get a gallon of drinking water every day. I heard one missionary story about a village that they got a little bitty... Bible that was tore up and they took it apart because they didn't have but one Bible for the village so people took pages and they would trade pages. And in America we're so filthy rich it's disgusting when it comes to things like that. I've got a shelf with probably 25-30 Bibles on it of different languages. And these people would be happy just to have a page out of one of them. This is Pastor Chip. I thank you for tuning in. I thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you like it, I ask that you please go uh, rate me, if you will. Leave a comment or email me. God bless. 
Merry Christmas and everyone be safe.